The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Ballantine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40k's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplotte as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Del Borvik as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that Inquisitor Valentine and Atticus were taking a team of Inquisitorial Stormtroopers into the hive when their journey was interrupted by an ambush on the road. Meanwhile, Morgan and Eli were held hostage by a team of the Redacted, preparing for a loyalist assault on their bar. With both halves of our party in immediate danger by explosives or bullets, will they survive long enough to meet? Find out next, in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From a heavily redacted pamphlet from, you guessed it, the redacted. We all may have come here with dreams of serving some golden ideal, but the reality of this grim darkness we find ourselves in is that there is no dream. There is no united cause, just another bunch of petty tyrants running around on their individual missions, sacrificing people like you or I for whatever cause they deem fit. Don't believe if there is some sort of golden order guiding us here. The Emperor does not give a damn about you or I. It is up to us to protect ourselves lest we be stricken from history, another dark mark in a ledger somewhere deep in a forgotten archive. So join with me, rise up, and let's make the Inquisition remember the names they took from us. Eli, you've got a shotgun in your face. It is, it's right there. This is not the first time this has happened as someone who has done boarding actions in past. You are you are more than familiar. You've seen your, your share of action. Um, Particularly, I think there's there's enough like this doesn't get talked about very much in in kind of like 40k proper, but it, it's it, it's one of my favorite parts that exists in like the margins of the lore and in a lot of the books. Just like how many fucking humans are out there in space? Like we always talk about like the Marines and the Chaos Marines and like everything, but it's just like there are so many non-imperial weirdos just flying around in old tech. 
<laughs> so I imagine you've had a, a ton of experience um, with these sorts of things. This isn't your your first rodeo. Um, however, uh, you did just shoot yourself full of stim uh, mm-hmm. to to shake off your 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 proper rager. Um, there are a bunch of armed assailants in the bar that are seemingly on your side, uh, but at the, the mention of the Inquisition, they've turned uh, yeah. rather sour uh, upon you. Uh, we, the audience, are aware that in a moment, <laughs> that door is going to blow open and a flashbang is going to go off. Uh, but Eli sure as shit doesn't know that. And a lot can happen in the few moments uh, between that and a, a door blowing off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Eli, what do you do uh, in that moment as the shotgun spins towards you? I like cock an eyebrow and just like turn towards the whoever's leveling it at me and just say, oh, like you've never used your former position in the Inquisition to your advantage. I hate these boot licking Inquisition wannabes just as much as you. You think I've been here on this planet for five ever damned years because I'm active Inquisition, you idiot. You want me on your side. Now let me boot these little fuckers out as cannon fodder so we can get the hell out. Uh, as you were, like, moments into that, he just <laughs> was turning his shotgun back towards the door. Um, and right before the uh, the door gets blown open, um, you just hear uh, Mateus Chingus go, wait, cannon fodder? Um, at which point everything goes, uh, goes to hell. Um... The door gets blown open, uh, and two flash grenades uh, roll in. Uh, Morgan, you're also at gunpoint. Uh, Null, Null himself has has you at gunpoint. Unlike Eli, I don't think you get like a moment to talk your way out of it in in the same way. Um, yeah. But as that door blows, you do have a split second opportunity where you can attempt to do something. Is there anything you would do, or are you hanging tight on the like wait this out for the appropriate moment? No, I think as soon as there's a distraction and something, there's some commotion, she is going to do a duck roll and try to get towards that back room where the people are guarding. Just like gymnastic style duck and roll scoot, trying to to just quickly get out of the way and get back towards their back areas. Yes, my, my favorite Olympic event, the duck roll scoot. Um, yeah. yeah. Russia always wins. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> let's go with, um, I think, think probably stealth and agility yeah the stealth agility because i mean there's a lot of argument for like this could also be cool it could also be athletics but i feel like it's the most stealth and agility of of those options um okay so um i'm going to say this is difficulty three just because it is it, it there's a lot standing against uh null having good stuff on this role but there's also a lot right like he's keeping an eye on you he had a gun trained on you he's suspicious of you however he's also wearing a mask that only has one available eye socket um <laughs> yes. uh, a door just blew open uh which is distracting and possibly more threatening than you um but he is also like it doesn't take much to just pull a trigger so all that to say difficulty of three uh i'm gonna say um, setback for um, the just the shock of of what's happening of, of mm-hmm. the door being uh, door being assaulted. Like it's an opportunity, but it is also new information for your brain. So that's a little overwhelming. Right. Um, I'm going to give you another uh, disadvantage just from um, his uh, his presence and his like um, awareness. I guess uh, his his vigilance um, mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. towards you as a possible threat. 
uh, because of your previous roles um, to convince him a couple sessions ago. Yes. Um, that said, uh, advantage for the door being blown open. Um, this is, again, like to be clear, this is the moment of like hearing the charges go. It's not like the door is flying, you know, slow motion midair. It's just like in Star Wars terms, it's when the lightsaber pokes through the door. Um, in SWAT terms, it's like you hear the charge being primed and you're like, oh shit. Um, so just that oh shit moment before everything goes terribly awry. Um, and Del, I think I'm going to give you another boost just for being ready for this. You were, you were yeah. like actively prepared to do something. So mm -hmm. even though the moment is a surprise, your body was still like a coiled spring. Um, right. you're not caught entirely flat footed. Uh, we're sitting at two and three, uh, in favor of me. I'm going to burn a point, uh, okay. to turn one of those purples into a red, bring us back to three and two in favor of you. All right. And that was, it's two boosts and two setbacks on this. That's correct. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. I think I'll take a story point also. Let's make it, make it a very spicy rule. Hell yeah. Spicy rule. Uh, right. Are there any other boosts or setback you want to argue for or any gear or equipment that I may not be privy to? Cause I just straight up don't know this character at all. Right. No, I was looking. <laughs> they, yeah. I think the only thing I have is just being able to see in strange lighting, but I don't think that matters because it's like, has not gone off yet sort of situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Cool. All right. The, yeah. The only thing that would help me in this instance is if, if the character is trying to make an attack on her, I have boosts towards that. But I see. Um, yes. Unfortunately, not the case. Not yet. yet. Right. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> if that comes up. All right. So this yeah. is going to be, a, a crazy roll. All right, ready? <laughs> Wild and crazy roll. All right, we got six successes, two advantages. Fuck yes. Wow, wow, Agile wow, lady. wow, wow, Hot yeah, damn. So good. She do? kind of her thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, the duck roll scooch is to Morgan what the punch something real good is to Atticus. <laughs> Uh, or the being real dead is to uh, Alto and Lyric. Um, so, uh, uh, Morgan, uh, friends, man, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, that's... it's the grim darkness of the future Shit, where there man. is only war. I just, Look. with a success that large, I got to remind you how bad this can go. Um, I was prepared. Del it's keeping well, us humble. That's the goal. No, right. I'd kind right. of like, I'd made a pact, made an agreement with myself to like not kind of enrage Tom or oh, like, that's nice. like, you know, just fight with him like I have every other time. <laughs> but no, that's so done. Like, where's the butt? The butt's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's Bruce here. is over. If, if you listen real close, you can hear the sound of gloves dropping uh, next to Laura's <laughs> chair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, so um, Morgan, what does what does your your duck roll scooch uh, like? What does this look like? What are what are we seeing as Null like? Unfortunately, darts his good eye away from from you for a hot second. Yeah, I think it's it's just from his vision would be almost ninja style of just turned away, looked back. She's not there. She has gone, and she's doing rolling then on all fours and trying to get between and underneath the guys at the guarding the door and get around the side before anyone sees her so it's just like the ninja surprise that's fair okay so i think what we'll say then dell is as you're doing that the door blows so the two mm -hmm. guys who are guarding because with that many successes i don't really see any cause for me to be like okay and now you're in the storeroom do it again but different like right, um right. and sorry you said six successes and uh you two advantage. advantages jesus christ um <laughs> Okay, yeah. So 
I think you're able to get past uh, those guys as well. Um, okay. The only thing that uh, sees you is Toby, um, who is, you know, keeping those those eyes open. Um, so I think we'll say you get behind uh, behind the, the, the two um, sort of goons who are back there um, and maybe just behind some barrels or something like just into right. a, a you're not like down the chute, but you're far yeah. enough in. You're also kind of like in your domain again. Like if you had right. to to go full Bruce Willis diehard on this, you kind of <laughs> could now because you're in familiar environments. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what she would go for before completely leaving. She has like a bug out bag with her weapons and other stuff. So she would be getting for that and then trying to get in communication with Eli because they have microbeads. So I think she'd try to feed him information, but that okay. bomb is I'll let you off. I'll let yeah. you burn the advantage to communicate a single message to to Eli right now. Yeah. Okay. It'll just be Eli, they coming in from the back. So Come out and follow me, all right? Wait. Ah, shit. (laughs) Door blows. (laughs) Um, Grenades roll in. Um, So, Eli, um, for you, I'm going to need to see if you can get get out of the way of this this blast. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this will probably be an agility. um, Mm -hmm. Or... Well, it depends. How do you think, what do you think Eli's reaction to this would be? Um, I, I mean, he would immediately, he'd immediately go for like, go for cover and, okay. and, and try to script like, sc- it would basically like duck under like n- the nearest cover and mm. then like, basically like army crawl his way to like the door to the back as fast okay. as he could. Cool. So then let's go with, um, we will take uh, agility for this okay. um, as the base skill, but I'll also let you use a different general skill because it sounds to me like this is more an athletics type of thing. Like you're not mm-hmm. doing stealth. You're literally just like yeah. hitting the deck as hard and as fast as you can. Yeah. Cause so- this is like, this is like uh, being, because Eli was very practiced in uh, both, uh, the um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of like the other word for aggressor versus defender. Attacker. Like attacker. Thank you, Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm tired. The other word for aggressor. Aggressor is usually the other word for attacker. I like it. <laughs> Not in the um, navy. Not in His Imperial Majesty's yeah, exactly. navy. <laughs> yeah, that's more of an air force. There thing, are aggressors though. in the besieged in the navy. <laughs> So yeah, he's used to he's used to um to leading boarding actions and also defending defending them. So I think mm. this would be a very practiced um uh type of situation for him. He would kind of have muscle memory of what to do. Okay, so great. I would say yeah, athletics. Great. All right. I like that a lot. Um I think your argument there makes sense. So take a boost for um just this being like second nature to you. Honestly, cool. this is something you you've done enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you a setback for being caught flat-footed um, yeah. because you were listening to to Morgan um, and, and not uh, doing this. Um, honestly, I'm inclined to give you two boosts. So the one one for this being like body mm-hmm. reflex. I'm going to give you another one for just being super fucking familiar with this kind of maneuver. Like I, this, it, it, there's one thing for like your body to be trained, but I think also your mind. Like the second 
you hear yeah. the thing. It's like, oh, it's one it's of these. Not, it's not, this isn't disorienting to Eli, I don't think. No, no, for sure. Um, and it's also like a, an environment you fully control in the same way you would fully control your ship. So I, I think two boosts make sense uh, to me on the on that front. Cool. Um, you're not trying to save anyone, so I can't give you any setbacks Hell no. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't I care about that's... Dorbus Horbus or any of them. <laughs> Don't tell him that. That's really going <laughs> to fuck him up. He's got so little. Um, okay. I think that's all I kind of want to throw on that. I'm not going to throw uh, – I'm not going to use story points on this only because – What's the difficulty, Tom? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the difficulty uh, – I'm going to say three on this only because it's such a small space comparatively sure. that I think a, a pair of flashbangs in a space this small – like one flashbang would do, but two is going to yeah. be a, a pretty rough – rough yeah. ride okay. uh, i'm not going to upgrade anything because i don't again i think just based on the situation we've as we've described it this is something that you're so familiar with that yeah and also the loyalists don't think like they don't know that like oh we're gonna we'll go kill stop. null he's in there <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like we're just gonna like blow open a door and then shoot whoever's inside basically. <laughs> yeah okay cool yeah. uh then i'm just gonna roll great go for it Oh, buddy. Two successes, four advantages, one triumph. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Fuck yeah. Hey, it's Del. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to The Valentine Heresy. And if you are so inclined, we at Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There's tiers from $1 to $25 a month, which gets you super cool stuff and also helps support creatives like us, uh, specifically us, you know, doing this stuff. For just $1 a month, you can join our Discord, which is for patrons only, but you gain access to it forever. You can come hang out with us and talk about 40k and share your models and be super nerdy because honestly, we're all super nerdy there. So if you feel so inclined and would like to support the shows, come on over and join us. Uh, it's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. That's right. Just type it, type it in the search bar, uh, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And we'll see you over there. Thanks. Well, that is uh, that is a lot of winning uh, there, Eli. Uh, you truly have uh, experienced this uh, several times before. So um, yeah. obviously with a roll that good, uh, I want to give you more than just you hit the ground and don't get, you know, completely blitzed by a flashbang. Um all Do the you, enemies of the oh my god I can't even talk right. I was gonna say something very bold, and then I just fucked up the words right out the gate, and now I'm embarrassed. Well, <laughs> I think you've got an in with the editor, so you could take it again if you wanted. I, oh, that's the despair I of a the conversation. Ed- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, <clears throat> So, Laura, um, you do have enough uh, with the triumph. I'm going to say that similar to Del trying to find uh, Morgan's go bag. Mm-hmm. If you had anything, you, you mentioned you had like a shotgun and stim packs yep. hidden behind the bar. Is there anything else of value that you would need to grab from behind the bar on your way out? Uh, oh, that's yeah. One possible way you could spend your triumph is just like you managed to grab that. Because uh, one way you can spend it is on something vital. 
Um, yeah. Um, would seem to me to be pretty. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I picked up my shotgun, but like, it's, it's like the rest of my weapons. I need them. Okay. So like that's, even if that's they what aren't just stowed behind the bar, we'll say that you get those on your way, on yeah. your way out. Um, I would, I, I imagine they would be like, like they would be kind of like hidden. Like I might have to punch through a wall to get, <laughs> to grab my grenades <laughs> kind of as I'm going, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Basically, it's one of those things where you're just like tap, 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 tap. The, yeah. <laughs> the John Wick gun concrete floor basement yeah. trip. Um, okay, amazing. So we'll say that somewhere along the way, when it makes sense, um, you'll do that. Because uh, it makes sense to me that the shotgun and the stims are behind the bar, but like not all of your valuables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This well, it's like, like I can only wield one weapon at a time, so I wouldn't want anyone else to get the rest of my weapons when I'm it's fighting It's also like them. a really bad neighborhood. Like I wouldn't keep everything in, yeah. it in one place <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anywhere. Okay, so that's great. Yeah. Um, and you had uh, two successes and a bunch of advantage, right? Yeah, four okay. advantages. Um, so for advantage, yeah, man. Um, so you can ignore with three, you can ignore an environmental issue. Um, I'm going to say that, um, we're going to treat kind of the assorted idiots around you as the environmental issue. Um, uh, you're, you're going to dodge. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, so that'll account for your advantage. And then with your cool. success, yeah, you hit the deck, you begin to crawl. Um, and we'll say you're crawling fairly unimpeded because of, again, the, the advantage spend. So um, as Eli, like, leaps down and, and like, starts to, starts to crawl, um, you just feel hands grab uh, at, at your pant leg. Uh, and you turn, and Dorbus Horbus is there, um, just shooting sparks oh. out of one sleeve where he's got like two um, uh, contacts. He's like, Dorbus Horbus can help. Dorbus Hel- Horbus is helpful. Don't leave behind the Dorbus Horbus. Uh, Eli, what do you do? With your advantage, which means you will not be held back by him like I'd originally intended. Um, I think I say, get a grip. You're not a psyker. And I, I boot him in the face. Um, and with the, the sound of, of there's a, a shattering sound, both of his dreams, uh, and his nose as your boot, um, just collides with his face. Uh, he falls backward as he does. So, um, you see, um, Killian Thrang, um, just like full proper, you know, uh, like, um, I'm thinking almost like Mal Reynolds or just like a, a classic, yeah. like hero's hero shoulder rolls up over the bar, kind of drops into a low pose and just runs forward, um, guns out, uh, guns blazing. Um, to your shock, uh, Mateus Chingus leaps up after him um, and, like, hops up on the barn and starts sighting people up with his LAS rifle. Um, right. and uh, Or LAS gun, rather. Um, and uh, uh, Sean Doe is just, like, staying trembling in the Black Widow pose as you you crawl by. Clearly not, uh, not, not, uh, getting into this fight, um, but uh, sure enough, Eli, you're you're able to uh, sort of make your 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 way behind the bar, um, cool. which is great uh, because as uh, Killian runs forward, um, you hear the roar of a heavy bolter, uh, and Oof. his chest is just blown wide uh, apart as his you know jack of all trade guts uh, are just sprayed across the back of the bar. Um, as uh, a uh, heavy bolter that's being kind of like rolled into the door just starts fucking chewing up the bar uh, and the people around you. 
Meanwhile, uh, Atticus and uh, Valentine, um, your transport vehicle was hit by an IED, uh, an improvised explosive device that had been buried in the road. Um, it was tossed through the air and into a building which has collapsed around you. Um, from both of you, please, I'm going to need a, uh, a check to see just kind of how you, you survive, not survive, but like how you fare uh, in this crash. Um, Atticus, I think for you, this is a pretty straightforward, uh, like athletics and brawn. You're just muscling through this unless you have another argument like you'd like to make, but I feel like this is just kind of a vehicle goes tumbling. You just kind of brace, uh, God help us in a Genesis system. You brace. Uh, um, no, that sounds basically what, yeah, what he would try to do. Uh, if I can get specific at all he would Please. try to shield valentine he would try to protect valentine oh. in the crash okay that makes sense valentine what do you think you'd be doing uh valentine <clears throat> would be probably just kind of like rolling with it like it would just come down to the, like the hits he's taken before he would always be in a relatively loose grip he has been trained he would always expect to kind of be surviving so I don't know if we want to try to combine some weird stuff where it's like streetwise in brawn or streetwise in agility or or what. I take yeah, I take streetwise in agility. I think makes sense right. to me. It also takes survival um, and agility, um, and then I think. Hmm. You know what, Tyler? Let's do yours first. Let's see how successful Atticus is at what he's doing, because that'll affect what the difficulty on Valentine's role is, I think. Okay. If you're shielding him, that changes things dramatically. If you fail to shield him, then that's a different thing. Yeah, it's very much a Mr. President dive to kind of grab him, even though I'm shorter than him. <laughs> Just, I do have one big arm and a shield, though. Yeah, I mean, the, the arm takes up a lot of space. Like, I get that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead with that. Um, I think... We'll say difficulty three, just because it's it is unexpected, but also it's a small enough. Like we established, this place is pretty small, so it's not like you need to like scramble across people. You just need to <laughs> hurl yourself in, in the right general direction at the right angle. Um, I'm going to give you um, a point of advantage, or point of yeah, uh, sorry, a boost point of advantage. Good God, too much D and D lately. Um, give you a boost die for just how small this space is. Again, it's it's not it, it's a pretty cramped space and even if you have to like plow someone else into valentine to add his add to the cushioning like that would be fine right um disadvantage for the surprise um for being caught flat-footed um honestly those are the only two oh actually no uh well would you have strapped in when you got in the van gosh uh no i think about uh like rapid deployment getting in and getting out quickly mm-hmm. um i mean I, this is tyler's brain i don't know how like soldiers are actually supposed to do it but i think of like the driver can be strapped in but i would assume the people in the people carrier are not strapped in they are they are seated and maybe like holding on but like ready ready to get up and go that makes it's sense not to a seatbelt situation valentine like, would that be true for you as well or would you be i think that makes sense like if they this isn't like an orbital lander so it's not like you'd have that wonderland ride thing if there was like a waist strap or something he would have put it on because he'd be the deepest in so he'd mm-hmm. be the last out he's not sitting by the door that's why you bring the stormtroopers they they go out the back first and you can follow but no he wouldn't be in any sort of heavy rig i don't think okay yeah so seatbelt makes sense for you uh this i totally buy that you wouldn't you wouldn't be also i mean 
the mere fact of your big grabby arm generally means that if you need to, as you've done already now with like the vacuum of space, <laughs> if you need to ensure you're not going somewhere, you've got a pretty fucking easy way to do that. Um, so, all right. So I buy that. So, uh, so no setback for that then Tyler. Um, I am not going to spend any story points on this, which means you have two available to you. I have three available to me. Uh, I'm ready to roll as is. Unless you'd like to spend a a point. No, no, no. I'm good. Okay. All right. I'm going to roll then. Three successes, one advantage. All right. All right. Great. Um, so you're, you know, you, you do, I think it's almost like watching a, uh, like a, a chimp, like pull it, pull itself across stuff with just those giant, like gangly arms. It's just like mm-hmm. arm swings across, pull yourself in. So between that and the belt, Ryan, um, I'm going to say like difficulty one, honestly. Uh, and this is really more for like, do you get whiplash? This isn't a, yeah, a dire situation. And I think streetwise and agility still makes sense because it's like you're not trying to muscle through. You're not trying to get out of this. You're just trying to go limp in a car accident. All righty. Let's see what happens. Oh, my God. Here's a weird one. Three successes, one triumph, one threat. Ooh. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Um, so you won't take any damage. Um, I think between the triumph and the successes, like that's, that's, uh, pretty, pretty solid. Uh, it's a good roll all around. Um, I think, uh, Ryan, if you want to spend your triumph to ensure that you and Atticus can easily get out of the vehicle. Done and done. Great. In terms of the threat, um, I'm going to say that, uh, when the, Building starts to come down, and I'll let you guys narrate how you get out of this. But it's one of those situations where, like, um, similar to like a if you get caught in an avalanche or like stuff collapses on you, you can feel the building shifting above you, and you're able to worm your way out of it before it collapses. But in the collapse, it's going to crush a bunch of those stormtroopers um, because they are they are not. So the threat will be that we lose some of our, our, uh, our backup. So how do the two of you get out of this? Uh, this thing is like the, the, the collapsing building above you shifts. You have kind of a momentary, uh, chance to get out very Jurassic park, the car stuck in the tree, scramble, scramble. What do you do? I punch an exit, uh, like the, the back door off its hinges, or if that's too difficult, just the side of the van, the side of the truck that we're in. Um, and, uh, shield is up as I'm the first one out. Um, and uh, scanning the area. Yeah, Valentine would slap on his refractor field, activate his new power sword, sell his glory. Then he would grab the ca- the captain, Matea Koskar, mm-hmm. uh, and that's who he's like Mr. Presidenting out <laughs> of the vehicle because that's the person who knows where the fuck they're going and how the fuck to get back. Uh, anybody else, he can only really help one person to get himself out. That's his priority is just follow, be ready for the combat zone, but get the captain out with him. Great. Um, so sure, that all works for me. Um, you pull her out with you and immediately Atticus, you're under fire. Um, there's just uh, like um, needle rounds, like blasting off of your shields. Um, because you're in a, a building that just collapsed, there's actually a tremendous amount of cover. You were in like proper 
40k terrain setup now where there's like gothic windows and shit that are like half finished and you know broken tiles everywhere skulls for days um so you make it out bullets are kind of uh coming at you and you can tell that uh this is clearly um a trap uh for for any vehicles leaving the citadel um so uh, anything leaving Harthold, uh you've got um kind of not necessarily snipers, but kind of in, in the way that, you know, guerrilla forces will often just set up like people on rooftops, not necessarily with sniper rifles, but with automatics of some sort, just like laying fire down on where, where this vehicle um, went down. You can also hear some explosions in the distance. It seems like there are multiple of these situations happening kind of throughout this, this sector now. Um, so the, the good news is they're not all after you. The bad news is that there are like help will likely not be be close behind. Um, what uh, what uh, this? What is your what's your first first action here? Is you're you're under fire? Uh, to be the cover that the Inquisitor and Captain need to get to proper safety. So he'd be looking for the most direct path to guide these two, uh, probably to into a building. If we're out in the open among like building rubble and stuff like that, getting inside would probably be the safest. Great. Okay. I dig that. Uh, and Valentine, I assume you're just kind of keeping your head down. Bring yeah, Valentine would just be telling Atticus to get them into cover. Uh, just, uh, we're going to need somewhere safe to hold up for a moment. Also, I'd rather they come inside after the power fist and the power sword than we stand out here. Yes, sir. On it. Um, all right. So, Atticus, you begin just like, barreling through um rubble debris the good news is again this is a fairly um densely packed uh district um you're able to kind of uh slip through a building into um what seems to be uh sort of like the food court uh of a local area so there's like stalls set up again it's not fancy by any stretch it's it's really more of a glorified like <laughs> it's just a big rectangular room with carts right. and, and stalls set up and some tables um it, be, it being night and past curfew, the place is empty. Um, you can smell uh, just a sort of a melange of different things that have been left to to marinate and cook overnight. You kind of don't really want to know what's in any of this stuff, um, but uh, you're just kind of immediately assaulted with like a just a proper blast of like spices and and um, other sorry culinary a spice sense. melange yes a spice it? melange if you will um <laughs> you know so as you walk forward without rhythm um to not disturb the foods um yeah you've got basically this food court you can hear like the the rubble behind you um the captain is dazed but is also like was struggling at first with with you valentine to kind of like go back for her men and then as soon as the thing collapsed there's just like a brief moment of of silence, but as we established, like she's very much about the job. So as soon as they were no longer on the table, like, okay, great. Uh, we're in this. So the three of you find yourself in this empty atrium for just a brief moment. You know they're coming coming in behind you, but you have kind of a couple moments to prepare uh, or to escape or, or whatever you're going to do. Uh, what do you do? I think Atticus, seeing that we're in a temporarily safe place, switches to rear guard just to make sure that, that if they catch up to us, he's the first one they they run into. Sure. Uh, leaving the Inquisitor and the Captain to figure out what to do next. Captain, you know this area better than we do. What are our chances of escape, or should we face down these ambushes here? Um, and uh, she kind of shakes her head and says, uh, it's, it's odd to see them out in this amount of force. I don't know what they're doing, but... 
we can probably take these clowns, but if there's more, we're probably in trouble. Um, if we need to hold them off, if we need to distract them, we can do that. But I would suggest that we, we continue to press further in unless you really want vengeance for um, the Inquisition for, for those they've killed. I'm tempted, don't get me wrong, but we do have a mission to complete. So let's continue moving. Uh, Atticus, keep an eye out on the rear guard. Captain, take point. Let's get where we're going. We'll turn around and fight if we have to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, like, I think all of you kind of, like, moving through through the tables and stuff, it's very much one of the... Like, I always think of the, these... I think just because visually it was so striking, but I always think of this almost in, like, uh, uh, Last of Us 2 terms, where it's like you slip like through a door just as like a bunch of fucking guys come rushing in right. and start sweeping the area. Um, but of course they, they also don't know where you went. Like <laughs> this isn't one of those games with shit AI where they're just like <laughs> players. Um, so they begin kind of um, quickly scanning um, Atticus. Do you on your way out, would you want to observe anything about these people to see if you get a, a sense of kind of who they are and how they operate? Or are you literally just like, don't care, gotta get, like, basically all these things are walking bullets at this point, so I just need to get the fuck out of Dodge. I appreciate the offer, but it really would be protection and escape more than learning Yeah, <laughs> for Atticus. No, I totally get that. <laughs> um, take a look, it's in a book, Secrets About Guards, uh, but no secrets <laughs> for you. Um, all right, that's great. So um, the three of you fall back uh, out of the food court. Um, and you kind of um, enter into um, an alleyway. At one point, it was probably a nice-ish pedestrian um, sort of uh, pedestrian street. Um, so one of those streets you find in like you know, the old quarter of towns um, or like a farmer's market or something where it's like the cobblestones and uh, just wide enough for, for like four people to walk, but not wide enough for a vehicle. Of course, um, that was back long 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 ago so there have been like just a bunch of weird like you know manhole covers that are steaming have just been bolted into the, the ground uh the lamps have been slowly retrofitted with increasingly more gross techno garbage um there's like a small um like mechanical monkey like lighting one with a flaming fist like there's just weird shit um around here because again you're just dealing with the dregs of so many different retinues that like incredible marvels from around the galaxy are now reduced to just like whatever inquisitor brought this monkey it was probably really cool at some point now it just lights lamps <laughs> um uh so you kind of make your way past that the captain is admittedly familiar enough like it's she doesn't this isn't her neighborhood but it's a lot of kind of like uh not that door not that uh i think i think this way so you're, you're making slow progress but you are making progress um, unfortunately, uh, the troops um, in their the sort of um, sprayed black outfits are are falling fairly close behind. Um, Valentine, you're up front. Uh, you're letting the captain take point, but she's very focused on directions rather than perhaps vigilance. Would you be doing anything to assist this? Like, what, what's Valentine doing during this? I've got a really good sense of what Atticus is up to. I'm just curious what you'd be up to. Valentine is probably doing two things a keeping an eye on the environment because if somebody's on point they're watching the mission he can watch for shit that stands out and then i have another ability that may apply in this situation but may not tom so i want to give you a pitch but it could be mentally reconstructing the scene which is he has the ability to look at a scene of a crime or a, a location yeah yeah uh, and try to learn about npcs who are at that scene in the last 24 hours 
could he try to think back on where that explosion took place, the building and that, and see if he can learn anything about the attackers from the layout? Yeah, I think it's going to be difficult, but yes, I'd buy that. Um, yeah, so it's it's automatically a hard three purple check okay. for perception. So I'm going to want to try making it daunting because he's not there. Yes. For four? Great. Yeah. So let's set it to four. Um, story point system is still two and three in my favor. I'm not going to spend on this because it's a passive thing. It seems like an odd one to 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 stack. Um, I'm going to give you a setback from the vehicle not having windows. Like it was an armored yep. carrier. Um, so not a lot to go on. Um I have a random thing that he would use that may factor into this, but sure. may not because it depends on the attackers. But he would check with Eugene to see if there were any radio transmissions in the area at the time of the attack occurring because Eugene has passively hooked into that shit being a box, you know, skull. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give you a boost for that. And then I'll, I'll just straight up tell you what Eugene saw or didn't see. But um, right. I think mechanically, uh, if, if you've got access to all the radio networks, that kind of negates the lack of windows it's not as focused as being able to like look out and be like oh there's the landmarks but it does give you a sense of what's going on in the area um what else if anything oh uh, i'm gonna give you a setback for trying to figure this out as you are being vip rushed by atticus and the captain through spaces i also think ryan just based on the way you've set up sort of valentine's priorities around this there would, I suspect, be just a bit of... Oh, actually, you know what? No, because you've got tempered mind, right? Because I was going to say it would be distracting, to my mind, to watch this captain who's clearly shaken try and find her way around and be like, are you just going to get us lost and we're just going to fucking die? But I think your tempered mind piece would probably negate that. So no It removes uh, setback from disoriented, which feels which, like this would be the That's thing, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I feel like it'd be weird to be like, no, it's only a flashbangs. You should have been in that bar. <laughs> Um, yeah, great. Okay, cool. So I think that's it for my end. Cool. Yeah. I'm not going to use story points on this one. Cause this just feels like something he'd know or not mm-hmm. know. Like this is more of an instinct check. So let's see what happens. Holy shit. Five successes and one advantage. So according okay. to the rules, I get to identify the prominent characteristics of an NPC who was at the scene in the last 24 hours for each success. So I know something about five of the people or however you want to spread it around. Yeah, sure. So I think, um, okay, wow. <laughs> this, is, this is a good rolling game, guys. Like, I don't know. Yay. See if you can, like, kill the chaos gods or something, like, this round. <laughs> like, if you can, everyone's rolling gold. So <laughs> if there's ever been a time, be like, I want to <laughs> rule the Eldari just now. As Jesus. we've learned, research, we do well. Fights, we all just get fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except uh, Atticus, who lives forever. Play into our strengths. Do not give Atticus a math problem. what's called five fingers and goes splat admittedly (laughs) perception is valentine's highest valued trait this is his punching fair enough um okay so uh valentine what you get from this is the troops are clearly redacted uh the people who are chasing you um you get that from their outfits uh from the descriptions you would have received um from uh kot's car on the way here um, I think just in broad terms, you know, she gave, she talked a little bit about who these, these two forces are. You'd be able to identify like, yep. Okay. That tracks, um, from the placement of the IED, you suspect it wasn't specific to you. Um, this is likely a, anyone on 
the road kind of situation um because they are they are like adamantly after you but no communications went out there was no broadcast before this happened uh so you likely tripped just a mine that was planted not you know an ambush set specifically for you you can combine that with the information you have just kind of environmentally of hearing other such things go on it just sounds like a lot of this is happening throughout this sector but it's not like the sector of town but it's not like fuck these guys it's kind of like fuck anyone who's out right now um and the only other thing you get is despite how well this ambush worked these clearly aren't like top operators um if you were to venture a guess based to get on six success rather than being like one of them has a sword like i think this is just kind of broadly you yeah this is what he would i think be are. trying to think about anyways rather than individuals um the ambush was good there's no reason you should have got out of that car alive like if he's if these people are really legitimately good at that kind of trap there's no like atticus is is kind of a force to be reckoned with but there's really no reason you should have been able to get out of this so to you i think with your experience this would read more as like okay so like they had the right placement and they have guerrilla tactics but they aren't like an elite guerrilla force yeah they they Atticus, my my assumption based on the assault is that they parked a couple of, shall we say, grunts on top of a mine to see what happened. And uh, fortunately for us and the Emperor, it was us inside and they were not quite prepared for you. Uh, let's try to avoid giving them any easy wins, but if it comes down to a straight fight, I do believe we stand a better chance than I would have hoped. Very good, sir. Lovely to hear that. Um, at which point... Um, you uh, hear the captain just go, oh, shit. Um, and a voice uh, calls out, what ho? Who goes there? Uh, and a shot pings past you um, that melts the wall behind you. Uh, and you turn uh, to see um, a, a thin man, um, think uh, very much like Cariules in uh, Princess Bride, um, just in his, like, most Captain Roberts, like, early Wesley kind of vibe. Um, long flowing coat um, with kind of like curled tails, uh, a feathered cap um, holding a plasma pistol um, drawn down uh, on the three of you, causing yet another problem on this already incredibly problematic night. Hello, I'm Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I'm hiring. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics.
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What kind of woman becomes a pirate? From the makers of Mockery Manor. Violent, insane, not at all comely, and they smell like a couple of dead badgers preserved in cheap rum. Comes an adventure on the high seas. Will you pay extra if I push a little harder? No, oh, no, please. I'm just a writer. I'm writing a book and I would like you to be in it. Inspired by the lives and loves of the pirates Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. You think you know me, Anne? Do you think I never got my hands dirty? Your mind's been so twisted, you think pirates deserve mercy. Did either of you ever meet Blackbeard? Everyone loves a rebel. They love to see him swing, too. Put your weapons away, both of you. Stop it! Oh, Anne and Mary! Fight like men! Or he'll hang like dogs! Starring Christina Bianco, Suze Kempner, Hamilton's Carl Queensborough, and more. Do they have tails? Somebody told me they have tails. Oh, I haven't seen a tail, your ladyship. The Ballad of Anne and Mary. Available now wherever you get podcasts.